Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of the Iona Athletics Podcast, the weekly podcast that will keep you up to date on everything that is going on in the world of the Iona Gales. I'm your host, Mike Phillips. Each week, this podcast is designed to keep you immersed in what's been going on in the world of Iona Athletics. We'll begin each episode with a recap of what has happened in the previous week for all of our athletics teams, let you know who scored, who's had good games, we won, if we lost, that's all happening in our beginning of the podcast where we talk about the recap of the week. We'll also bring you an exclusive interview every week with one of the Gales coaches or student athletes. This week, our first episode, we're going to speak to the team director of the cross-country program, Joe Pienta. That interview is coming up in just a little bit. Make sure you stay tuned until the end of the podcast where we give you the layout of the week ahead for Iona Athletics, the full schedule, highlight the home games, all that is coming up. But we'll dive into last week's recap right now. Let's start off on Monday, September 2nd, Labor Day. The women's soccer team at home defeated St. Bonaventure 3-1 at Mazella Field. The first win of the year for Iona women's soccer. We got goals from Amber Crispin, Samantha Hogan, and Faith Preziosi. And Ciara Guglielmo had two assists. Now we move ahead to Thursday, September 5th. Women's soccer again went on the road. Tough loss to CCSU 4 nothing. Volleyball took place. Volleyball took part in the Connecticut Challenge. Volleyball lost in straight sets to UConn in the opening match of that challenge. Jamie Smith and Tess Connolly led the Gales with nine kills apiece. Moving ahead to Friday, September 6th. Volleyball lost in straight sets to Central Connecticut in the second game of the Connecticut Challenge. Miley Powell had 16 assists to lead Iona in that game. Jamie Smith again, nine kills. Jessica Paolucci at 13 digs. Men's soccer picked up its first win of the season last Friday, defeating Vermont 3-1 to on the road. Najim Romero, Wenworth Lopez, and Amuntis Lotugis had goals in the win. Lopez and Lotugis had assists as well. We move ahead to Saturday, September 7th. The volleyball team lost in straight sets to B- BC to wrap up the weekend at the Connecticut Challenge. J.B. Smith, however, named all-tournament team for her efforts on the weekend. She had two kills and 15 assists against the Eagles on Saturday. The rugby team fell at home to Trinity College Dublin, 61-12. Men's water polo played two matches that day, lost their season opener to number 2 Stanford, 20-1, dropped their second match on Saturday to Fordham, 15-7. Michael Feely and Herman Rodriguez had two goals each for the Gales in that defeat. And finally, we'll wrap up the week on Sunday, September 8th, Men's water polo earns his first win of the year, defeating Johns Hopkins 15-7. Patrick Hudak led the Gales with two goals, an assist, and three kickouts drawn. And men's water polo also played another game that day, battled Navy hard, lost 18-9 in that one. Hudak and Herman Rodriguez had two goals apiece in that game, while Jorge Andres Torres made 11 saves in net for the Gales. Women's soccer was home their third game of the week, Lost to NJIT 4-1. Andrea Ferrer scored her first goal of the season off an assess from Mackenzie Mexner. And last but not least, Iona Golf. First match of, of the year. Gales tied for six at the Ryan T. Lee Memorial Intercollegiate. Kitsarin Okosuvana was Iona's top performer. 
placing 22nd on the individual leaderboard. Iona beat out three other Mac schools, also competing in that event. So good for the Gales golf team. Great start to the year. All right, we were born to run, and we are going to run today with our first ever guest on the Iona Athletics Podcast is the director of the cross-country program, Coach Joe Pienta. Coach, welcome. How are you? I'm doing all right. Thanks for uh, having having this podcast and having me on. Uh, hopefully, you get a few listeners, although uh, I, can't, I can't tell you how many uh, are going to tune in just because of me. Uh, I don't, I, so, don't sell yourself short, Coach. I feel like you're going to be very entertaining. Well, we'll see. We'll <laughs> see. Um, but yeah, no, thanks for having me. No problem. So I want to get started with a little bit about you. Obviously, back in when your college days, you were you ran track at Albany, so you were successful there. What made you decide, you know what, I want to become a coach after I'm done. I want to go coach the next generation and become a cross-country uh, coach. Well, I, uh, I became obsessed with the sport uh, as a fairly mediocre runner, but I, you know, I really, to be honest, I, I went into school, thought I'd become a teacher, and just sort of meandered my way around um, with this thought in my head that I, I loved running, and I, I sort of just got stuck stuck in. I started volunteering uh, at Columbia University with the program there. I worked with uh, some great coaches there, Willie Wood, Chris Miltenberg, uh, John Clemens, and, and a few others. So I got a, a great mentorship there. And then went over to Binghamton University, was an assistant coach there uh, under Annette Acuff, and learned a lot there. And just as I was finishing up there, uh, Ricardo Santos hired me at Iona. It was my first full-time coaching gig, and it stuck. So that's the that's the story. But it just kind of started with, with an obsession with running. And, you know, I love the sport in the sense that you get out of it what you put into it. Uh, it's it's all about working hard and and working smart and and there's a, a mental component as well. So it's just kind of an interesting interesting sport for me. Now, there are a lot of newcomers to the program this year. How you help those newcomers get acclimated not only to the con- to the country because I know a lot of people and Iona's uh, cross country program come from overseas. But can you explain also how you help them acclimate not only to the U.S. but to the program itself? Well, for the most part, I. A lot of our kids want to come here because they they do they do want to be a part of a great program, so they know the expectations. So some of them are on board with what we expect, and it's a seamless transition. You know, a lot of our international kids go through a go through a recruiting process. They get to know the program a bit, but for some kids, it can still be a, a little bit of a reality check, or you know, they get homesick. So we just try to help them along. Freshman year is a year about developing, you know, as people and understanding what's expected of them, getting used to everything new, whether regardless of whether, you, whether you're international or domestic. Um, so we just try to help them get, get going. We have some great team captains and some uh, leader, uh, senior leadership, and they help a lot in the locker room with getting kids sorted and, understanding what they need to be doing uh, to be a part of our program. Last year was your first time coaching the media champions as the team director. How is your experience with that event different as the leader of the program compared to your time working as an assistant under Coach Santos? You know, I think it, it just the element of not having Rick around 
Uh, my first year at Iona, Ricardo stuck me with being in charge of me to champs. So it really wasn't a a big transition. It was just a, there was a little bit more on my plate. And there's a, f- a few things I can delegate to my assistants now. Um, I think Maverick Darling's going to be the, the next meet director pretty soon. He's He's got his feet wet this year, and I think he'll be ready for it. Charge of it, dealing with dealing with the parks department permits. Uh, I think we had a bus that was late. Uh, it was a very stressful week my my first year coaching here as an assistant. Uh, last year, as you know, as the head coach, it was pretty seamless. It went really well, so I can't I can't complain. Yeah, that's definitely good to hear. So obviously, your team is getting ready for the meet. So what are your expectations for the program at the meet this year? Well, we'd like to win. Um, we don't always roll out our all of our top kids. It really depends on who's healthy, who's ready to race. We try to individualize training and see where everybody's at. Uh, I think it's a little bit different in that regard with a lot of sport, a lot of the other sports. Uh, our sport is simply the championship season. Nothing matters except for the MAC, or MAC championships. NCAA regionals and ideally the NCAA championships if we make that. So it's just about getting ready for those meets. So this meet serves as a great way to see where we're at. It's kind of a test. See what, see how how well guys and girls are running. How much more we need to work. If we're in a good spot, um, and hopefully they run well and get confident off of that. But I would like this year to win on both sides and. I think there's some really good teams there. It's not going to be a cakewalk. And, but we'll, we'll roll out a pretty good team on the men's side. And on the women's side, if, if everybody's raring to go, we'll have a good, good team out there. Absolutely. That will definitely be a nice goal to try and take home the goal at this at this, uh, meet. But the last question for me, you mentioned in, this, in that answer that, that the meet championship is just, is just one race at the beginning of the season. It helps you build up towards that championship push to the max, hopefully the NCAAs. You've noted in the past that you want your team to have a quiet underdog mentality. How do you cultivate that buy-in from your student-athletes so they're ready for this come championship season? Well, I think a lot of that came from our finish last year. Finishing 28th in the country didn't leave a great taste in our mouth. Um, We're a team 14 out of the last 17 years that's been top 10 in the country, and that's the expectation every year. So everybody who's returning – understands that that wasn't a great feeling. And I know 28th in the country ain't bad, but for us, we had a lot more talent on the line. We didn't have a great race, so everybody's pretty fired up. On the women's side, we didn't make it there. We were pretty close. I think there's a lot more there. So I think it's just part of that buy-in is really about what the kids want. How good do they want to be? There's only so much you can do as a coach uh, to get them ready and prepare them mentally, but it, it all, there's an intrinsic internal factor that you have to want it and you, you have to get fired up and you have to hate getting your butt kicked. Um, so that's, that's part of it. But uh, from day one, when we got back for preseason, it's been about the postseason. We're talking about getting ready and using – you know, September and October to get ready for it. Absolutely. Again, the media champions on Friday, September 20th. Coach, thanks for all the time today. I really appreciate it. Thanks, and hopefully the podcast goes well. Thanks for your time. All right, there you have it, folks. That was Coach Joe Pianta of the Iona Cross Country Program. 
Again, you can catch our full interview with Coach Pienta on our website, www.icgales.com. All right, let's look ahead to the upcoming week of Iona Athletics. We will start on Tuesday, September 10th. Men's soccer at St. John's. Again, men's soccer at St. John's, Tuesday, September 10th. We'll go to Wednesday, September 11th next. Women's soccer at Army. And the volleyball team heading out to Seton Hall for a game. Let's go to Friday, September 13th. Volleyball taking on Georgetown at the Colonial Classic down in Williamsburg, Virginia. And men's water polo is taking on the Princeton Tournament down in Princeton, New Jersey. They'll be taking on Wagner. On Saturday, September 14th, big busy day for Iona Athletics. We'll start with men's water polo still in the Princeton Tournament. They'll be taking on Navy in the morning, Johns Hopkins in the afternoon. The rugby team is going to Navy, playing in Annapolis on Saturday. Volleyball, the Colonial Classic, still ongoing. They're taking on William and Mary in the morning and UNC Greensboro in the afternoon. But we saved the best for last. Men's soccer, the home opener, Saturday, September 14th, 3 p.m. against Binghamton at Mazella Field. And last but not least, on Sunday, September 15th, women's soccer at Wagner. And that is your IC Gales weekly schedule for the program. To keep up with all the latest Gales news, be sure to follow at IC Gales on all major social media platforms. And, of course, check out our website, www.icgales.com. We'll be back next month with another episode of the Iona Athletics Podcast. But until then, keep fighting the good fight, Gale Nation. Yeah.